Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. When I finished writing the book, God showed me each of the chapter's themes applies to so much more than body image. And while this series can and does address body image struggles, I'm teaching you how you can apply it to any area of your life. You do not need a copy of Image Restored to follow along with this series, but of course, I recommend it. And you can learn more and grab a copy at imagerestoredbook.com. You can also find it on Amazon and all the other places as well. So far in the series, we have covered truth, temple, union, hope, family, heart, mind, emotions, behaviors, worship, and identity restored. I know, this is a long series. Side note, if you don't know, the book has 18 chapters, so that's how many episodes are going to be in this series. But we are more than, actually, we're right now two-thirds of the way there with this episode because today we are talking about motives restored, and this comes from chapter 12 of the book. I just want to stop and have like, I guess a heart to heart with you here on Real Talk with Rachel and say, this thing of motives is something I personally believe. I know I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives, but I'll just speak from my perspective for a second and say it's something I feel like I have to constantly keep checking my heart before the Lord. And It is so easy and tempting for motives to just get off track. And I believe that so many of us with lots of things in life, whether it comes to getting healthy in your body or things that you feel called to in your career, I mean, across the board, you know, wanting to be in a relationship or be married or wanting to have a certain friendship, I feel like we all start with good motives for the most part. But I also see how easy it is for us to get off track with those motives. And I think the scariest thing is when we just do a slight get off track. You know, it's pretty easy for us to recognize if we're, you know, self-aware at all when we're way off track. I've had those moments in life when my motives are like way off and it's obvious to myself and to everybody around me. But I think it's more dangerous when our motives are just slightly off. It's kind of like you're, you're just one foot off to the left of those railroad tracks. And it's tempting and easy for when we're slightly off with those motives for why we're doing something. That can go unnoticed and undetected, and we can even justify it. And again, I'm speaking real talk to you here just to say, my friends, this is something that is a constant heart check. And I can always tell when my motives are off in an area by the level of peace I have in my heart and by my reactions when I see other friends or people getting the thing that I was going after. 
And how I respond to that, if I get bitter or resentful or, oh, well, where's my opportunity? Or, oh, why am I not losing the weight like so-and-so did? I'm doing the exact same thing she did. And when I notice my reactions are from a place of jealousy, a place of bitterness, a place of striving, insecurity, I know, uh uh-oh, my motives are off right now. And so I want to talk to you about that. And I'm actually going to read to you directly from the book today. I haven't done this really that much in this series, but I felt like for today, I just wanted to read you a very short excerpt from this chapter because I want you to see how when motives go wrong, or like I said, kind of step off to the side, get a little off track, I believe it is an attack on our original design. It's a distraction from the things in which God has called us to and the life of fullness that he has called us to. So let me read to you. If you you have the book, you're very welcome to open it and follow along, but no need to. And like I said, you don't have to have a copy of the book for you to get something out of this. So here's what I said. I'm just going to read it directly and we'll go from there. Why does God care about getting rid of the mold in our hearts in this area of body image? For many reasons one of which is to help us take our place as defenders of life. Let's go back to the first woman created, Eve, to explore some significant themes about her design. The name Eve is an archaic form of Haya, meaning living things. In Genesis 2, 21 through 22, we learn that Eve was formed from one rib of Adam. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. It is ironic to consider Eve came from a rib, and now we live in a culture that glorifies being able to see a woman's ribs. I spy the enemy twisting something else God intended for good. Eve being formed from a rib is symbolic in that the primary function of ribs is to protect vital organs and aid in breathing. When Matt and I took human anatomy in college, we saw with our own eyes how the ribs protect the vital organs. Without ribs, our organs would suffer harm from external threats. And while it hurts to break a rib, it is better than a pierced organ, which could lead to death. All women, whether they have biological children or not, are defenders of life. As women in the body of Christ, we serve as ribs, defending against the attacks of the enemy on the internal organs of the body. This body image war on women is far more profound than the wrestling within ourselves. This war is attacking our position as defenders of the unseen. The enemy knows that if he can keep some hidden mold in our hearts, we will shrink back and refuse to take our place in the battle. God has strategically planted you exactly where you are to defend your territory. As you continue to show up and allow God to reveal and heal the mold in your heart, you will experience a supernatural overflow of energy and life in everything you do. The time is now to stand your ground 
and defend the vital organs in your life. The only job is to keep showing up. Let God do the heavy lifting in this battle. He has already won. All right, listeners, friends, I just read that directly from the book, and I just felt led to read that to you. Even if you have the book and you've read it, I wanted you to hear me say it with my voice because these moldy motives in our hearts, again, it's so much bigger than an internal battle with ourselves, within ourselves. It's so much bigger than just us feeling jealous or us pursuing things for all the wrong reasons, whatever your pursuit may be. Like I said, we're talking about body image. You know, that's something I've had to really wrestle through is why do I want to be a certain size? Is it really for health reasons? Because like I said, there is a good time and an absolute need for us to have health, right? We want to have energy. We want to feel well, like eating healthy, exercising, getting sleep. All those things are great things. And it is part of us taking care of this body. But when it slips over too far into a land of my motives, are now not pure. They have gone from a place of, oh yeah, I just want to get healthy to, oh yeah, I'd like to have lots of attention and praise for how amazing my body looks. And you're the only one who can wrestle that out in your heart where your motives are. I'm not even sitting here to say that wanting to look good is a bad motive, right? It's all about your heart posture and only you and God know that. I said it in my book, and it's worth saying here again, I have no desire to be the body image to police to anybody. All I want is for us to be women and men who submit to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit be the one who shows you those moldy motives that are lingering in your heart. And please know that when you get that freedom for yourself, you are taking your territory, just as I just read to you. You are standing your ground to be a protector of life. All right. So there's my soapbox moment for you. I mean, it's not very soapboxy. That's like biblical. Okay. I will stand on that till the day I die. I feel so strongly about that. And here's what I want to do next. I'm going to read to you this chapter's therapist thoughts because I know I've been reading these to you each time. Let me just read this one. It's real short. It says, people are not born with core beliefs. They are learned. What core beliefs have you learned about your body that God would love to rewrite? Now, you might be asking, Rachel, why did you put that in the chapter on motives? And it is because a lot of times these core beliefs that aren't from God They're oftentimes the things that drive our impure, moldy motives because we have somewhere along the way believed some kind of a lie. And I gave an example in my book. I'm not going to repeat it here, but for just time's sake, but along the way, we have these core beliefs when they're not, because we can have good core beliefs, especially ones that are founded on God's word, but then we can also have some really false ones. And when we're living by those false core beliefs, that are just simply not true, those things are just driving us and they're really what's pushing these motives. So you know I'm all about going after the root. And so I just wanted to bring that to your attention as you're kind of looking at your heart. And I'm about to tell you a question that will help you with this. But also consider, 
that there could be some core beliefs that are driving those moldy motives, and I want you to be aware of that. So let's process, and then we're going to pray. And for processing today, I'm going to give you one of the questions that's one of the journal prompts in the book. This question God gave to me several years ago, uh, actually not about body image. It was He was talking to me about, I had just gotten into the online space of being a blogger and podcaster and I started out with really good motives, I think, anyhow. Of course, we've always got a little off, but I just wanted to help people. And I mean, I still just just want to help people. And I want to spread the good news of the gospel. I want people to be drawn closer to Jesus. Yeah, that's like my heart. But along the way, I've had to really wrestle with when my motives get sideways, when I start to focus more on numbers and praise and accolades and you know, all, all those things. And I remember I was wrestling with it at one point and I just had told God, I'm like, Lord, this doesn't feel fun anymore. There was a season where it was like, this doesn't feel like, I don't, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And I just felt him say, Rachel, get clear on why you're chasing what you're chasing. Like, why are you doing all these things? What's this striving thing about? And I did, I had to have a heart to heart on some of the things I was doing was from a place of moldy motives. So here's the question that you can use. It is, why are you chasing what you are chasing? I'm going to say that again. Why are you chasing what you are chasing? And as I mentioned, there's some good, good motives out there. I think my motive of wanting to introduce people to Jesus and wanting to spread the good news and to be an encourager, I think that's a pretty good motive. I think I don't think I know it is. I know it's a call from the Lord. But where I can go a little sideways is when I start focusing on the wrong things. So that's something, again, only you and the Lord can talk about that. I want you to think about that question this week. I I would encourage you, write it down. uh, Take a screenshot of today's show notes. Just do whatever you need to. These episodes are also on my website. Write that question down. Why are you chasing what you're chasing? And you can even ask it or reword it to, Why am I chasing what I am chasing? Okay, and then today we're going to pray, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. Usually I just pray over y'all and I'll do that, but I actually want you to pray this verse with me. And again, this is something I highly encourage you take this verse with you in the week. I feel like I have not done my job here if you think that, or if I'm not pointing you back to the Lord. Your answer is always in the Lord. It's not in any this podcast or any podcast for that matter. It's not on Instagram. By the way, just recently I was scrolling Instagram and I felt the Lord say, Rachel, what you looking for? I mean, it was like the Lord speaks to me just sometimes in funny ways. But I was like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, But I was searching. I was numbing. I was in a numbing thing. And he's like, what you looking for? And I'm like, I'm looking for you, actually, but you're not here. So, okay, I'll get off of that. So here's the verse that we're going to pray together. And actually, let's do this. I'm going to pray over you. Can you tell how how Holy Spirit led? I try to be here. I'm going to pray over you first. And then I'm going to read this verse at the end of the prayer. And I'm going to ask you to repeat it with me. And it's from Psalm 26.2. I'll tell it to you and then we'll pray it together. And it says, test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Essentially, that's a pretty bold prayer because we're saying, hey, Lord, Will you look at my heart? Will you look at my mind? Will you show me what's in there? Like, and pull it up, pull that up and out. 
So Father, I thank you for every person who's sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you for this community and that I get to come join together with them each week. I pray blessings over them and their household. And I ask, Lord, that every person who is listening today, when they are done with this episode, they're excited to come meet with you. And may this work that I'm doing here, Father, may it be to point people back to you. And I just ask for your forgiveness, Lord, for the times that it's not been about you when it's been about me. And I pray over each listener that you convict their hearts as well in any area of their life where maybe their motives are just a little off and we just need to get back on track. And Lord, I love how easy it is to get back on track with you because it's a a matter of pivoting, turning back to you and, and confessing to you and just receiving your forgiveness and and turning from that sin. So Lord, as a community, we pray this verse together from Psalm 26, 2. And listeners, repeat after me if you are able. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Let's say that again. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. It is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, that's it for today. Hey, of course, I already told you where you can get a copy of the book if you need to. Go to imagerstorebook.com. Make sure you've taken the quiz that I have released, What's Your Body Trying to Tell You? You can go to rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz to take that. And while you're there on my website, I have all kinds of other freebies. And so make sure you check it out. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.